When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome everyone to episode two of the Professional Book Nerds podcast. I am Adam Sokol with Team Overdrive and I am joined today by our host once again, Jill. Uh, Jill, just in case people missed the first episode, you want to kind of give them a quick spiel on what this podcast is, who you are, and why we're chatting today. Sure, absolutely. So I'm one of the staff librarians here at Overdrive and we decided that since we spend all of our time talking about the books we read, and we read a lot of books, and we talk about books a lot, we wanted to kind of take the conversation out and share it with everybody else, including all of you fabulous listeners listening to this um, podcast right now. So for each episode, we will talk about, um, it'll be me, and I'll be joined by two of my fellow staff librarians and maybe other Overdrive staff members as well. We'll talk about books we've recently read. We will offer personalized book recommendations, and then we'll talk about all the forthcoming and pre-pub books that we're super excited about. And if I had a way to describe the episode you're about to listen to, it would be in which our heroes show off their range. <laughs> uh, our professional book nerds today talk about everything from Shakespeare and Jane Austen immediately to the Avengers and saga and comics within like five minutes. So you're sure to... You know, enjoy this a lot, and if you want to join the conversation, you can follow us on Twitter at Overdrive Libs. Uh, let us know what you're reading. We'll give you guys some recommendations based off that. And enjoy episode two of the Professional Book Nerds podcast. Welcome to the second episode of the Professional Book Nerds podcast presented by Overdrive. I'm your host, Jill. Today I am joined um, with my fellow staff librarians here, Kristen and Liz. Hi, ladies. Hello. Hello. Are you guys excited to talk about books? Always. Yes, Always. That's, that's my life. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I don't think people really understand how much we read and how much we talk about books all the time. Yeah. And, well, I think they do because I force them to uh, well, talk about books when they don't want to. You, know? like, you think after a while you get really old and it just never does. Well, so there's always new books. That's true. what it is. It's always so true. So what have you guys been reading lately that you're excited about? I'm actually right now in one of those lulls, which is kind of nice, but then it gets me all jittery, like, oh my gosh, what am I reading? Um, but I did just finish Americana by Shimanda Ngozi Adichie. I hope I said her name correctly, <laughs> um, which is a couple years old now, but was just amazing. It was one of those books that's been on my to-read list for forever, and I just thought it was going to be like extremely literary and highbrow. And I just thought it was fabulous. I chewed on it for a while and would love to buy a copy and okay. own it myself. 
Um, that's saying something like that's a yeah, yeah that's a commitment. That's a commitment. Yes. Yeah, yeah. There have actually been a couple of books this year that like I want to buy and read through again and underline mm-hmm. and you know make all your little notes or get it from Overdrive and you know make those notes yourself. That's true. That's yeah, true. you can always do that. But I just I thought this story was really great. Um, story of uh, the center. It's a love story of um, the main character Ifmelu, I think is her. Ifmelu. Oh, so I listened to the audiobook. That's oh, how I know. See, she knows. That's how I know. It's Ife Melu and um, Ubinze. Oh, well, yeah. That sounds so much better than what was in my head. Well, the narrator um, just had the most beautiful voice. Like, she was just just a lovely narrator. I can look it up right now because I listened to it through Overdrive. So, okay. um, hold on just a moment. Yeah, I, I wonder if, uh, if the author read it because um, I did listen to a couple of interviews that she did and she just has a very melodic voice. Okay. Um, but, so yeah, the center is this love story and it's really about how um, the two characters kind of fall apart and go their separate ways. She ends up uh, immigrating to America thinking, you know, it's going to be this great land. And she's a really charismatic, very um, go-getter kind of a character. And she comes to America and loses herself a little bit. Um, And then he ends up um, immigrating to England and he becomes um, an illegal immigrant over there. And it's about his struggle there. And then they both end up moving back to Nigeria. Um, it's just, it was a fantastic story about, um, immigration and race and love and maturing. Sure. Yeah. Really, really fabulous. I loved it too. I really did. And the narrator in the audiobook is... Um, let's see. Ajoa and Doe. I believe that's what it is. So, um, yeah, it was, it was, yeah. Yeah, I mean, narrators seriously make the book. Oh, they do. Yeah. Speaking of really good narrators, um, so. Sir Neil Gaiman, he doesn't actually have the sir title, but I'm going to give it to <laughs> we him. Should, we should, we should give it to him. Let's write the queen a letter. <laughs> <laughs> but he's just so fabulous. I finally got around to listening to Fortunately the Milk, which is a children's book he wrote, and he also narrates it. And it was just so flippin' adorable. I I just loved it. There's this line in there, and it's about this dad who's going out to get milk for his kid's breakfast. And it's taking him forever. And so he comes back and he relates this like absurd tale to his kids about all the things that happened on his journey to get milk. And he ran into some aliens and they wanted to redecorate the planet as happens. Naturally. Yeah. So one of the lines was, we like plastic flamingos. We think they are the highest and finest art from form that Earth has achieved. Also, we are going to replace the clouds with scented candles. We also like decorative plates. Just, <laughs> I like all those things. I like right? it. <laughs> I can't really fault them for that. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. But yes, Sir Neil Gaiman, every single day, you can just, please read to me, sir. Wake me up. Read me books. Put me to sleep with your delicious literature. I mean, he's very supportive of libraries and yes. libraries. Yeah. He's like totally on our side, which is awesome. <laughs> Not that anyone's like really against us, but you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry. 
I've been talking for a while. So. Okay. What about you, Liz? What have you been? Well, um, I'm also, I'm actually in a lull. I just finished yesterday uh, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Okay. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be part of the zeitgeist because I know the movie is coming. And um, it was very interesting. I don't actually know how I feel about it. Uh, it, it was, um, you know, I enjoy, like, the absurd kind of, like, inserting zombies into, you know, what is considered to be a pretty, like, you know, like, easy piece of literature. When I say easy, I mean, like, nothing, there's no great tragedy, there's no adventure, it's just kind, kind of like, like a cozy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like a, you know, it's just kind of like a tale of real life. <laughs> and then you add... Well, you might describe it, like... You know, like those paintings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it was—it was like a literary equivalent of those uh, thrift store paintings that artists buy, and then they paint in like sea monsters or Star Wars right. <laughs> machines or things like that. It was—it was, and, and I like—I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it because part of me uh, really uh, thought it was fun, and like I'm like, well, you know, twenty. 20, 15 years ago, this is aging me, uh, would I have appreciated the zombies more because I didn't enjoy the, like, the story of Pride and Prejudice as much because it was a little too boring for my action-adventure, fantasy, science-fiction desire? And Or would I appreciate it less because all of the little, there's a lot of in-jokes, like, um, so if you hadn't, if you like weren't familiar with Pride and Prejudice, the original, yeah, would um, I appreciate the intros? Because there's some really good intros, like, uh, um, for example, I hope this isn't a spoiler alert that much, but uh, Charlotte, you know, who we all know marries the uh, the dreaded cousin, Mr. Collins, who's very boring and awful. Yes. The reason why she marries him in this book is because she has the zombie plague and she only has a few months to live. <laughs> Just like that's amazing. Well, that's kind of happy. And then at the end, like, let's just say that Wickham gets his just desserts a little bit more okay. than he did necessarily in the original Pride and Prejudice. So, I mean, it is pretty interesting. And I have one last thing to say about it in that you, it was kind of clearly adapted by a man because there are also some, like, innuendo type humor that are completely clean if you don't get it like you know this is, right. um, this is still completely appropriate for teenagers um, you know like this is a total adult fiction for teens kind of book um, and there's nothing dirty in it but it's definitely got some jokes and innuendo that I would consider to be from more of a male author than a female mm. author and Jane Austen is so like you know yes. such, such a female author it was yeah. also very interesting like so I don't know. I don't know how I feel you about it. You don't know how you feel about it. I'm still thinking. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> so, and then um, I'm currently listening to uh, The Gap of Time, which is a modern retelling of The Winter's Tale by Jeanette Winterson. It's part of that Hogarth Shakespeare series. And uh, it's really good. So far, the audiobook is pretty amazing. It's got three narrators, and the story, I'm only a little bit into it, but the story starts as soon as the shepherd, a.k.a. Shep, in the new book, uh, finds uh, the abandoned baby, who is, uh, I can't remember her name right now, who is who is the daughter of um, Hermione and, ah, see, Shakespeare names are, are tough. <laughs> yeah, I'll get back to it. But, um, which is kind of sad, because, like, it's that, right before that scene that has that famous, uh, stage direction in The Winter's Tale, which is called, which is the exit pursued by a bear. Mm-hmm. So, 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 so far, no bear. I'm a little sad. I was kind of hoping for a bear. <laughs> and, uh, but I'm really interested to see how, where this book is going to go because I, I really like Shakespeare a lot. And I thought The Winter's Tale 
the ending of Winter's Tale was not that great. I'm like, what's going on? Was she did she fake her death? Was she turned into a statue magically and then reanimated? Or is just kind of like was you know the lady at the end who was like, let me all touch, she'll step down and you'll be with each other. Like what what was that? Like what was that? <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know how to deal with the end of the Winter's Tale. So I'm seeing I want to see how Jeanette Winterson kind of like. Retells this because this is like a whole series too. Mm-hmm. With like, well, I guess series. Would series be the right word? Yeah, um, yeah I like it's a collection. So. Yeah, there's uh, where they're sort of modern authors are readapting. Yeah, there's like Shylock is the retelling of the Merchant Sorry, of Venice, right? And then there's one called Vinegar Girl, which is the retelling. Um, I'm assuming by the title is the, the Taming of the Shrew, but I'm not sure. Oh, that would make sense. Um, hold on, let me look. I also it's on my Goodreads to read list. This would, you know, when you think about it, this would actually make kind of a cool curated collection. Oh, oh my gosh! Like, I'd like to awesome. have like the original Shakespeare with. And those teen series that are like in text messages. So there's yes. the, oh, the T-Y-O. My, yeah, my, yes. my personal favorite, Macbeth, hashtag killing. Oh, it. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So oh, yeah, man. this one is definitely the Tangle Shrew is the Vinegar Girls. Okay. So, That's funny because yeah. they're actually now modern retellings by a bunch of different authors. Of Jane Austen's works as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah I know. that is true too. Yeah, Emma yeah. just came out with uh, what Alexander McCall Smith. Smith, the guy who does um, the woman's detective agency, yeah. number one the women's mm-hmm. detective agency. Yeah, yeah. I know. I haven't read them yet, but one of these days I'll get around to it. Just add it to my stack. Just add it to your stack. <laughs> Actually, also, I'm kind of a, a lull. I. I, like, I go through this where there's so many books, like, it overwhelms and I can't pick something to read. Yeah, yeah. So I'm kind of struggling with, like, what book to read right now. But I did just recently finish Fangirl. And um, from episode one, I talked about reading Carry On. And, and so this is came before that. And they're kind of connected in a little way. I, I think pairing them together. And I'm glad I actually read them in the order that I did. I'm glad I read Carry On first and then went into the Fangirl. Because I went into Fangirl having an understanding of this book that's being written within the book that, you know, is sort of vaguely mentioned mm-hmm. in very sort of like little small chapters or little excerpts in each town. I totally understand what's going on. <laughs> so I, I did, I, yeah, I'm glad I read it in, in that order. Um, so that's what I most recently read and I'm still trying to figure out what happens now? Yeah, where where does life take you from this point? Where is my book choice from here? Well, that's good. You know, this works though because our second segment is, of course, reader recommendations. So maybe worth one. Let me never say that's not necessary. But <laughs> yeah, and moving on, then um, we do our reader recommendation segment now. So who wants to start with their fun? Who has a Challenge. I'll go right ahead. I'll just okay. I'll just, just go hop ahead. on in there. Yeah. Awesome. Um. So, <laughs> actually, one of our colleagues has a brother-in-law who she says, according to her, has no reading taste. Yeah. <laughs> um. So he's not a big reader. Uh. But because um she buys books for all of her family every year. Um, for the Christmas holiday. Yes. Yeah, I just, I love that. I think that's great. Support the book industry. But she, she wanted to get him something. And so she was asking around and she asked, uh, you know, she said he's a single father with two young children. So he doesn't have a terrible lot of time. A lot of times 
big books will put him to sleep. So he wanted something to keep him, you know, his interest. He enjoys Star Wars, Psych, and Jessica Jones, along with superhero movies, things like that. So my head went straight to graphic novels because I am a giant fan after having some very good friends, you know, kind of push me into it. I've become a really big fan of comics and graphic novels. So as far as the Jessica Jones um, and superheroes go, I thought that some graphic novels and comics that went really well with that were um, Velvet, uh, Black Widow, and Hawkeye. Um, and Velvet is kind of, actually, it's a little bit of like a Mad Men um, spy kind of a kind Ooh, of a thing. Like yeah. <laughs> and it's the main character is this like kick-ass woman. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say that word. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Kick donkey woman. Um she is awesome and uh it's really fun read. Black Widow obviously is an Avenger, but this is her adventures outside of the Avengers sphere and she's another just really mysterious character. Yes. She has a past that's very dark, which is why she's now trying to make up for it. So she's just really fun to read. Um, and again, just kind of a scary person if you mm-hmm. get on her bad side. Um, and then Hawkeye, again, is also an Avenger. And he is kind of the, like, oh gosh, a little bit goofy, a little bit of like the bumbling guy, but not really. He knows exactly what he's doing. But he's just kind of like your average Joe who can kill you from very far away with arrows, whatever. Um, So that's just like really humorous, really fun. Um, And then as far as Star Wars go, I thought Saga, which is such a huge hit right now. Um, I I can't remember. I'm, I'm blanking right now on the author of those, but they are... If you're into Star Wars and you haven't read these, if you're into graphic novels, if you're a human being and you haven't read Saga yet, I highly suggest doing it. It is space opera, but it has such a human story about a a family um, who the mom and dad are on, um, they're on two different sides of this like galactic war that's going on. And they fall in love and have a baby and have to run from basically uh, both of their sides. It's written by Brian K. Vaughn, and then the artist is Fiona Staples. The art is really brilliant as well. So that is just fantastic. Um, And then I thought, again, since he has two young sons, he might want something that he can read with them. So the Darth Vader and Sons, have you guys... Yes, I love that. It's Darth Vader and Son, and then I think there's Darth Vader and Daughter. And they're these just really cute books that are meant for adults, but are definitely right. appropriate for children as well. Um, and they're just kind of comic, really easy to read, along with um, All My Friends Are Dead. It's the one where it has like a dinosaur on the front, just a very cartoony dinosaur and it goes throughout it and it's like oh my friends are dead like no no one's here and it's <laughs> it's kind of morbid but it's also really funny so those are quick and easy ones i thought they'd be good presents yeah yeah those are good mm-hmm. Star Wars is good timing too perfect timing good yeah timing. <laughs> liz okay well um <clears throat> i work primarily with schools so i actually at parties these days i end up chatting up 
my friends' kids with books and how they're reading more <laughs> than my adult friends because I just uh, am so much more in the juvenile young adult. I mean, that's a good way to sort of take the temperature of what's being yeah. read and yeah. popular. That's how I discovered the Luger Chronicles is my friend yes. Jamie's teenage daughter, Christina, recommended them to me. Oh, I still and need to read those. Oh, they're so good. They're yeah. so good. And I just have one thing to say about the Luger Chronicles. Um, Winter came out recently. Yes. And the I, last in the series. The last in the series. So now you can go through and read them all. And, oh, yeah. Right. And that all set. I much ending. prefer doing it that way. Yeah, and then Igo, who's like a side character in these books, deserves her own novel. I love she her. does. Yes. I love Igo. Yes. I love her so much. Anyway, um, so this recommendation is going to be for my friend Megan, who has a, who has a son who's just graduated out of the leveled readers, and he's ready to start just kind of reading quote unquote normal chapter books for kids, and. Um, but he's a little lazy, and he definitely does not like reading books that don't have at least some pictures in them, and maybe preferably one picture every page or every other page, mm. because then he's like, oh, you guys have to read that for me. I can't. I can't <laughs> read it. He gets so tired. It's it's funny. You know, like, because he's, you know, he's pretty young. Does he have a fainting couch? <laughs> oh. I'm so weak in all the reading. Yeah, so these are my recommendations for him who's just who's just stepped out of the uh, leveled readers. Um, my first one is Olive and Beatrix, uh, which uh, the first book in the series is The Not-So-Itty-Bitty Spiders by Amy Marie Stableman. And this book is about uh, twin sisters, and one is a witch who uses magic. And the other one is a scientist who uses like science experiments. Ooh. And together they solve their problems using magic and science. So it's I a like really it. good fantasy book that also slips in a little bit of that STEM information sure. early on. So I really like that. Um, Does and, the M in STEM stand for magic? Is that what it is? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yes. Yeah. So, or STEAM, if you're an arts person, you know yes. arts. Um, and then uh, the second book I was thinking was maybe Alvin Ho. Um, <clears throat> they're they're very funny. They're told in the first person, and they're a bit like a younger wimpy kid. So the book booked on her his her son is uh, he's only in first grade. He's just a very strong reader though. And so Alvin Ho is going into the second grade. So this is a really good book, you know, for somebody who's around the same age as him. And um, and also it features a diverse character. It's always good to point that out because we need more of those. And then my last book is a bit of a stretch. It's uh, a graphic novel called El Defo by C.C. Bell. And it's about a differently abled girl who has to wear hearing aids that connect to a machine around her neck. And um, and the story is kind of like how she became hearing impaired and then what was it, what it was like transitioning from a school of students with the same abilities as her to a public school oh, okay. and um, kind of like learning how to make friends at that school and it's told in a comic book graphic novel kind of way and I feel like that would still you could still do that maybe yes. maybe in another couple of months but I feel like that's a good stretch yeah, that's a good I think that's a good yeah stretch or transition yeah, yeah. and it also again it's um, a differently abled character it's always nice to have that so yes. it, these are these are really good books to kind of like you know it's a good way to teach, you know, you get some good lessons in with exciting books. So, I don't know. Yeah. That's a good. Those are my recommendations for my sons, my friend's son. How did Devo win an award? I feel like I, yeah, I think probably. I, it sure. did, absolutely. Um, let me see if I have a list of where it is. It was probably the Caldecott. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, no, I, I keep seeing that one. It's so cute. And I've started reading it a couple of times. Just an adorable book. 
Oh, and the main characters, Bunny. Yeah, so, always, yeah. always good. And, and it's very, you know, reminiscent of. I can't remember his name, but Arthur. Remember uh, Arthur? Arthur. Arthur. <laughs> I was trying. I was thinking. I just said Elvin. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Arthur. Yeah. So if you love Arthur, I feel like these illustrations and characters will kind of give you a little piece of that. Yeah. And the illustrations are by um, an, an artist named David Lasky. And then I didn't mention this before, but Alvin Ho is by Lenore Look and illustrated by Liuan Pham. Hopefully, I'm pronouncing that correctly. And it won a Newberry. Oh, okay. Awesome. All right. Awesome. Well, my book recommendation is also a Christmas present situation. Um, He buys his sister-in-law a book every single Christmas, and he needs help trying to decide to buy her this one. He had previously bought her Rebecca last year. Which she oh, loved. Definitely. That was my recommendation. See, so I'm, I'm good on this. <laughs> I'm like, you should buy her that. Um, and then uh, the Paris wife had been, I think, probably previous year. And he also mentioned that she liked Gone Girl. So I was like, okay, well, Rebecca and Gone Girl both sort of, like, Rebecca sort of gets into that kind of marriage thriller, mm-hmm. you know, from that kind of gothic romance perspective. Um, so I definitely would say she had to run the girl on the train, which is, you know, sort of the big marriage. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure she has read it, but on the off chance that she hasn't, that's a good one, I think, from the the marriage thriller, um, of which there are many out there. There are lots of those books. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's like a big thing now. Mm-hmm. Marriage thrillers. And then, since she enjoyed The Paris Wife, Paul McQuinn is the new book, The Serpent the Sun, that came out. Oh, yeah. This year. So, right. she liked that author. And then on the Gothic Romance um, with the Rebecca, it is in some ways a retelling of Jane Eyre. I'm always about the classics, so I'm like, you can get someone to read a classic novel that they maybe haven't read before, kind of, you know, like The Pride and Prejudice, yeah. um, Jane Eyre. And then The Thirteenth Tale, it's an older book, but it's one of my favorites, and I think it combines a lot of elements of like the Gothic Romance and weird stuff going on and... Um, Relationships and and so those would be my recommendations for and I get for books. Yeah, this sounds fun. I know I'm excited. So we'll see. We'll see what he picks to give her. Yeah, I'm sure they're shopping with him. You should buy her this book. <laughs> And then this one. And then this one. I could never be like just one book. I know. Well, I think he might have, I mean, he might have bought her. I don't know. I know he did give her Rebecca last year, and I don't remember when he gave her The Paris Wife. But those those are my recommendations for for the good uh, book recommendation segment of our... And on, like, again, like, with the marriage fillers, I just think that's, like, stuck in my brain. But, um, that's, like, one of the recommended lists we have. On yeah, Amazon. I was going to say that one's out there in most libraries, I think, of collections. Of those of types of books. Those if you like, you know, The Girl on the Train or Gone Girl or any book like yeah. that, there's lots of books mm-hmm. that are very similar. Yeah. Um, Go check your library's overdraft over site. site. And see if they have anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, well... That fun part where we get to talk about now all the books we're looking forward to reading. All the books. <laughs> this is where it gets like so overwhelming because like there's the books that are already published right now that I want to read, and then there's yeah. still books to come. And I <laughs> oh man, it's like a never-ending list. No, uh-uh. uh uh-uh. uh. I uh 
I did it as just books to come. That's fine. That's, that's how I took it. That's fine. Um, and actually, I was reading the first one I'm going to talk about, American Housewife by Helen Ellis. Um, I had started reading, and then I left my nook at my sister's house. Oh, wow. And she lives six hours away from me. So I'm like, no. <laughs> so this is why I'm in a bit of a slump because I'm like, all right, I guess I'll, I'll find another book. <laughs> Were you um, reading an, is it, was it an advanced reader copy? It was. Oh, yes. That's, yes. Um, so I can't even can get it from it. anywhere else. Yeah, you can't just like, you know, desperately read on your phone. Which I have done many times. Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, just download it again or open it in a new. Right. And, you know, could I read and be like, oh, just read it to that. Yeah, I kind of screwed myself there. But, um, uh, it was, it's a hundred pages long. I should have finished it in an afternoon yeah. and I didn't. Um, but it's a series of short stories, uh, about, um, I think it's all from women's perspectives. Okay. And they're just kind of these like fun romps into the lives of women with some quirks and sinister twists and some su- subtle, uh, social commentary in there. Okay. But, um, it's just, you know, I was reading one story. Uh, that's about a book club and, you know, it's taken, it's written as if it's from, uh, this one woman is talking and obviously she's having conversations with different book club members, but you only hear her side of it. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And so she's introducing a new member to all the women at book club and like, oh, these people over there do this. And oh, if you get in with us, you'll be taken care of. And then the ending has this very unexpected twist that was like, it, it completely threw me off and I just loved it. So I was really enjoying that book. And then I, I left it at my <laughs> sister's. Oops. Yeah. But, uh, the other one I'm looking forward to, I think it's the last in a series that I have just loved. Um, it's the Fairyland series. This is a children's book series. And this book is the fifth in the series. It's called The Girl Who Raced Fairyland All the Way Home. Um, they all have these like exceptionally long titles. Um, this is by Catherine M. Valent. And so it's about September, who's in the first book, a young girl. I think she's like 12, 10 or 12. And she ends up getting taken away to fairyland. And fairyland is not like all cupcakes and magical happiness. There's um all sorts of things that are happening with the ruler of Fairyland. And then the second book is about um like the Shadowlands down under. And then this book is about the main character who ends up becoming like the Empress in the last book. Okay. And so she doesn't want to be the Empress, so she has to try and find someone else to do uh, it. Okay. Um and they are just very whimsical. When I tell people about them, I always say they're a combination between Alice in Wonderland and um like the Wizard of Oz. Uh just very much the clever, witty yeah. uh dialogue. Um and I just I would highly recommend these. I think they're good for adults. Um I think they're really good for um high level readers in middle school or you know high school or even you know what if you have a high level reader in elementary school I'm sure you could hand this off to yeah. them. So I'm really really excited for that one. That's fun. Yeah. That sounds good. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about this. Well, I'm actually um again in a bit of a lull. This fall was very a very big deal to me. I felt like I spent this entire fall on tenter hooks waiting for 
all these books to come out, right. and and then it was just oh, just like all this gratification of like yes, finally, <laughs> finally, I've got to you know, winter finally closed up. The Lunar Chronicle series and Paul Murray's book came out this fall, and he is one of my most favorite authors. If you haven't read any of his stuff, he's only written two other books: uh, Skippy Dies and um, An Evening of Long Goodbyes, which was his first novel and my personal favorite. And then um, Gail Carriger filled up her most recent, or finished up her most recent series this fall with her, um, which was the Finishing School series with Manners and Mutiny. So, um, but she has one more coming out of her third series, which was the Custard Protocol. Uh, in case you don't know, Gail Carriger is a big steampunk author. So, okay. you know, um, she has, a, and she's very, she's very much a humorist. I know that she has cited P.G. Woodhouse as one of her influences, mm-hmm. who I also really enjoy. And um, they're hilarious. She has built a really interesting universe. All of her series take place at different times, but are all in the same universe. So you, uh, because they are, they're basically like, uh, they're uh, Regency London with uh, vampires and werewolves. And uh, lots of steampunk and okay. like, you know, silly words like fisticuffs and dirigibles and <laughs> all, all that, all that like fabulousness that comes with <laughs> the, the, the steampunk and, you know, the absurdity of it. And, um, and she, so her, her third series called The Custard Protocol, the second book is coming out this spring. So that's been pretty exciting for me. Um, next week, this book called Illuminae by Amy Kaufman and Jay Kristoff is coming out uh, December 8th, so you guys know. It, it might be out by the time this podcast gets, it's probably going to be out by the time this podcast gets, gets released. But this one's really, really, really interesting. Um, it's pure science fiction, and it features a girl computer hacker who is like one of my, Ooh. one of my, uh, one of my yeah. catnip baits. Um, <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah, like, well, you know, I'm a Veronica Mars diehard, sure. and Mac was clearly one of the best characters. Obviously. Yes. Um, so I have a little blurb. Um, the year is 2575, and two rival mega corporations are at war over a planet that's little more than a speck at the edge of the universe. Now, with enemy fire raining down on them, Katie and Ezra, who are barely even speaking to each other, are forced to evacuate with a hostile warship in hot pursuit. And the entire book is a combination of all this multi-media stuff. So it's hacked documents, um, emails, maps, files, items, medical reports. Wow. So not it, it actually, I don't know how much of it is actually written and how right. much it is yeah. just kind of like you have to read between the lines yeah. and read all these. Like, it sounds like House of Leaves. Invented yeah. documents. Yeah. yeah, so it sounds really, really interesting. Really and it has received pretty much all the star reviews. Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> As far as all the star reviews. Uh, so this is going to be pretty interesting. And it's a teen novel. It's a young adult novel. Um, that's a lot of what I read just because, you know, working with schools, got sure. to know the stuff. And then uh, my other book that I'm absolutely, I basically freaked out in my cubicle when I heard that it, that it was in existence is Allie Broche's new book, Solutions. Mm. And other problems. Oh my gosh! Uh, I know, right? I was gonna, you are reading my mind. I was going to write it down, but it doesn't come out <laughs> until what, like the summer? Or October. It doesn't come out till October. Uh, <laughs> it year. I don't care. I want it so bad. If listeners don't know who Allie Broch is, Allie Broch is the author of Hyperbole and, pa- and a Half. Oh my gosh! Yes, yeah. of course. The blog, mm-hmm. the amazing blog, yes. and then also it became Look a it book. Up. And if you haven't, if you have never read 
or heard of hyperbole and a half, but you've seen that meme yes. of the girl holding the broom. All the books. Yeah. <laughs> Originally called the Clean All the Things, and now it's an All the Things yes. books. Yeah. Oh, it's so yeah. Great. That's from Hyperbole and a Half, and I highly recommend. Go find it on Overdrive right yeah. now. Yeah. It is so good. And yes, we do have them both on Overdrive. Both the solutions are the problems, even though it's not coming out till 2016. We yeah. have it available on pre order. And I double checked to make sure Hyperbole and a Half is there. Uh, and it's on the
Yeah. Eventually. Yeah. yeah. Or if they like we read some of those recommendations and they're all like, Hey, that would be awesome. Hey, you didn't say this and you should (laughs) have. If you guys know of anything that we didn't say that we should have, please find us. Yes, definitely. (laughs) Or name pronunciations too. That too. (laughs) We might have butchered those. We might have, for which we have apologies, but yeah. So, um, okay. Well, thanks and happy reading, everybody. Bye. Readers can sample and borrow the titles mentioned in today's episode from Overdrive.com, and our library friends can add these titles to their collections and marketplace. Transform your home in one weekend with paint from Menards. Get a paint that combines durability and gorgeous color. Dutch Boys DuraClean Interior Paint and Primer in One offers Stay Clean technology. Making your home stay beautiful and clean longer. And with Dutch Boys Easy Opening Smooth Pouring Container, transforming your home has never been easier. Save big money on Dutch Boy paints and head into Menards to get your paint project started today. Save-